Hey, hello everybody, welcome to the Chase Talks Hip Hop Podcast, I am chilling and I am happy to be here and as you can tell by the title, it is what makes a rapper conscious, what makes somebody a conscious rapper and this thing, you know, this question, this question can come up quite a bit, let me turn off the music, so this question can come up quite a bit. When we're talking about differentiating content, because I think certain people can kind of have a attitude of, okay, well, I th- I think sometimes conscious rappers, to make it short, sometimes conscious rappers get a bad rep, and I don't think that's fair. You know, I think c- conscious rappers can get a the moniker of being corny, um, preachy, um, and the, and the thing is, I feel like that's unfair in a lot of in the in the at least in my perspective because there are a lot of rappers who who can kind of tote that that conscious flag, but at the same time they they make really good music, and uh, I'm gonna talk about a few artists, but I want to talk about first first and foremost I want to talk I want to talk about Common because Common has been around for a long time. People forget that he came out before Nas. He released the album before Nas. And in 1992. So you have to think he has been around for a minute and he's been honing his craft. He's been working with No ID for most of his career. He's worked with Jay Dilla. Uh, the number of, of top tier uh, rappers and producers he has worked with is insane. Kanye West, Neptunes. And I think that Common is really um, a, a true example of just not giving up, you know, and just always creating something new and always working with new people. And whatever project he did, he became fully immersed. If you listen to Like Water for Chocolate, which is one of my favorite projects by Common, one thing I enjoy is the way Common uh, explores different flows and how he experiments a little bit. And Common is definitely one of those dudes who I feel is, who I feel is underrated. And he, I don't think he gets enough credit because people just just throw a label out at him and they forget that he's a really good rapper. Um, but Common to me is is definitely one of the best rappers ever, and the conscious tag. I think why certain rappers rappers get the conscious tag is because more often than not they just have something to say, versus someone who doesn't, and it makes people think a lot. So if you listen to someone like Most Def, Talib Kweli, the Black Star Project, you're really getting a bang a, a big bang for your buck because you're learning so much as far as um far as far as a, you know hip-hop goes like that that album is such a gold standard the black star album is such a gold standard if you go back and listen to that project it really does speak volumes to the kind of skill and chemistry that most deaf and talib quality had and and then we want to talk about the solo works of uh let's say most deaf black on both sides again one of the greatest hip-hop albums ever you know, most deaf, you know, I have to give him my respect. And, you know, it's crazy. A lot of these guys I'm talking about did transition into film. Common, most deaf. Um, it's pretty insane. And, I mean, I and by the way, Ice Cube, he gets put under the gangster rapper moniker, that label. But people forget America Cause Most Wanted is a really politically conscious album. And Ice Cube has always put out politically conscious music. And even in WA, you could argue that they're conscious music. And you could argue that a lot of gangster rap is conscious somewhat. Because what is conscious? So there are a lot of ways we can tackle this. But if you want to break down someone like Ice Cube, I mean, maybe we could lump him in as a conscious artist. 
I, I think I think that the issue is in hip hop is we're so quick to want to divide, uh, divide up the pie too much. When in reality, a lot of these me- methodologies blend. So if you listen to Tupac Shakur, and again another artist, Tupac Shakur, who could be considered conscious, Tupac, Tupac has this amazing ability to weave in between different um, emotions and express them authentically. And when he when he did them, he really put things in perspective and where he can where he can talk about political things. He can talk about women. He can talk about uh, his mom struggle life and cover a wide variety of ta- of um, topics, and therefore be less redundant than than a lot of his peers. He was trying new things, taking different risk. You know, when he did Brenda's Got a Baby, that song. You know, the, that that definitely that song was saying some something different for the time. It was going in, in a direction where a lot of people couldn't handle it. And that's what I really have to admire. If you really go and listen to these people and take in the full experience that they you know that they provide, you gotta see that there is consciousness to it. Even if you go and listen to you know, people would throw um Gucci Mane in under the like trap rapper moniker, that that category. And it wouldn't be wrong wrong per se, but Again, some of it, some of his music can be conscious, and he can really be, and he'll he'll really say certain things that I don't know. I know I know like a lot of his music is fun, but sometimes he does have a good sentiment behind some of his music. And um, you know, walk a flock of flame. You know his personal, um, the way he conducts himself personally. I could argue that he's a conscious rapper. Kendrick Lamar he even said that he uh, went platinum off conscious albums, but. Again, everything is debatable because Kendrick is conscious, but he also had a gangster rap element on Good Kid, Mad City, and then you also have the jazz elements of To Pimp a Butterfly. But Kendrick is really a mixed bag of sounds, and he's able to just snap into different voices at any minute. He really is a creative masterpiece. I mean, a cre- I mean a creative fucking um... yeah. Kendrick Lamar is really just a creative storm, and he can put things together that. You know, no one else can. He's a hell of an artist. And then Lupe Fiasco, his resume does speak for itself. And he does, I think Lupe Fiasco, I think the messed up thing is he did sacrifice a lot of his career at Atlantic Records battling them. And you could see how much it drained him, you know, because he did. He, he's always had a lot to say. And I feel like he's had to suffer because he's had something to say. Um, because people at points want to shut him down, and I don't think I don't think that's fair. Um, I don't. I, I think Lupe Fiasco really got the shit in, the shit end of the stick at Atlantic Records, and they didn't really know what to do with him. I think that happens a lot at these labels where they really don't know what to do with the artists. They they just kind of black out as far as you know direction. They don't have any direction, and it doesn't make any. So them taking Lupe Fiasco. To I don't know to try to re rebrand him and change him and make him a pop icon. It, they should have known the repercussions of that and that it wouldn't work. And I think that there is a huge issue with the way. Like I could I could go on about major labels. I'm very critical of Atlantic, but if you go and listen to Lupe Fiasco talk about the Atlantic record situation, it's very sobering. I think you know I might have to pull up some footage right here.
which entails that they get 25% All right, I found of the it. ancillary properties that you do that come from your music. So if I'm famous because of a song and it leads me to get a, a TV show or a sneaker, they, get, they, they think that they deserve 25% of that. I refuse to do that. Secondly, secondly, the record company should not be artists. The record company sent me a song and said, this is Lupe, you need a number one smash. And they, this is a number one smash, right? They sent me the track and the hook. And they sent me seven of those. The last one, when I was like, I'm done fighting, I'm gonna just mark Luther King this one. Just, just go ahead, you know, I'm gonna turn the other cheek. It's so ridiculous that when I recorded the verses and sent the record back to them, they called me back and said that they didn't like their own hook anymore. And changed the hook 60 times. So while I'm sitting saying, if you think my records are whack, which is what they told me, they think I'm whack. What? So if you tell me that my records are whack, then give me great records. So then you give me these records, I send these records back to you, you don't even like your own records. What does that leave us? Leaves us in a stalemate. I was also told that if, because you didn't sign this 360 deal, you may or we may or may not push your record. So when Shining Down came out and you didn't hear it on a radio station, it's because they, they never took it to a radio station. When Beeman came out, and you didn't really hear it on the radio station, it's because they never took it to the radio station in the first place. The reason that there's a video for Beeman is because I shot it with my own money. The only reason that it's on MTV is because I have friends at MTV who said, Lupe, we want to play your video on MTV. So... The truth of the matter is that, you know, I'm, 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 at, I'm at the mercy of the powers that be, you know, who don't know if they want to be a record company or if they want to be a management company or if they want to be a production company. And in the midst, I'm caught up in the midst of it. So, you know, but anyway. Yeah, so that video really tells a lot because Lupe is really pouring out the fact that he has been abused by his own label where they send him these songs and he does them and he sends them back and he explains, you know, yeah, they're, they're not good because this isn't me. You know, you're trying to turn me into something I'm not. And one thing you have to really appreciate about Lupe Fiasco was his willingness to stick to his guns through it all. He never wavered and he never tapered back. He always just kept on pushing even though, you know, he... um he finally got the the clear to put out lasers and then from there he just put out better and better music and and lupe fiasco again arguably one of the greatest rappers ever i think he could be number one i he, he's one of those dudes who's an alien lyrically he's, he's an alien there are certain people who are aliens in hip-hop and he is one of them you know you have to give him his respect he, he's a he's a different kind of Cypher, Black Dawn, Black Thor, Eminem. Real quick, I gotta do this in Brooklyn. Listen, real quick. Yo, for Sinister Saints, 
scramblers and gamblers and dirty money handlers, dignitaries and champions, narcotic traffickers, talented number runners and racketers, stars and stage page and camera slang swingers and swaggers, double barrels and damages, automatics and miracles, Europe, Asia and Africa, all the time in America, Atlantic, Ashland, Avalon, the Albany, Bridge in the Baltic, Bedford Ave, Bergen Street, Clinton, the Cabinet, Church Ave, the Clad and Road, the Central Avenue, Cooper House, Cypress and Live from Bedford, Stuyvesant, the Live is high flying, it's pilot bomb, but they're from pirate station live and direct. Medina mastermind said the can't lock my set and I lock off. Cool peace to the nation of the gods and the earth and the sun, moon, and stars. Furthermore, born knowledge go hard. is due um i had to play that that uh cypher especially because it has a few of the people i would mention eminem most deaf and black dot and all these people you know i could put them in that same area of conscious rapper but in most cases most deaf and black dot are going to be put in that that area so i think what has happened is the term conscious rapper has become more so compressed because people have a narrow mindset about what is conscious because even some party shit technically isn't that conscious isn't that conscious of something it really it comes down to semantics right um Kanye West he could qualify as a conscious rapper you know there's a number of people that I don't know I think that there are so many rappers that people wouldn't consider immediately as a conscious rapper (coughs) I know Mick Jenkins Mick Jenkins definitely has a a good streak of uh making really thoughtful music. He's a knowledgeable dude and if you were if you were to look at interviews of Mick Jenkins, 
one thing that I appreciate is that he really isn't just trying to hop on a trend or make something with without any content to it or any heart. He's really trying to say something, and I get that. And I'm a huge fan of it personally. I like what he's doing. Um, his previous album, Pieces of a Man, was really good. And uh, THC, The Healing Component, his mixtape, Water. Uh, if you want to go and check out a good track, I will go check out Jazz. It's a pretty good song. And, it, and I don't know, I feel like 2 Chicago does breed some of the best conscious rappers, you know, because, I mean, again, we're putting people in, into this area. You know, Rhyme Fest, Consequence, Kanye West, um, you know, Common, of course. You know, No ID. You know, people forget No ID can rap. No ID is a really good rapper. Um, Jay-Z, you know, we could even put Jay-Z in, in the same category of conscious because if you listen to Reasonable Doubt, I know it has a mafioso vibe, but there is also an element of consciousness when you listen to music like Can't Knock the Hustle. You listen to that song, you just get this feeling of, okay, you know, this he has something to say. There is a story here, and he's really breaking it all down. And that's one thing I appreciate about the artistry of you know, um, a, a lot of the a lot of these people, uh, like their their skill, is, is unmatched, and I feel like they don't really get a fair shake a lot of the times because they just have a label. Like they're gonna be preachy, and I, and I don't think it comes down to the music not being good. I genuinely think it comes down to people just their mental conditioning, more so. You know, because there are so many rappers out here that are talented who make great music and maybe they don't get the right recognition, but also there is such a huge market. I mean, a, a huge, I mean, a huge influx of artists and rappers now who people who are doing it and I respect it, but to the same point, it does kind of have a, a saturated, saturated feeling. But the positive thing is there is a rapper for everyone. So if you want to hear something that's more in the lane of consciousness or more in the vein of, you know, um, just pure, um, just trap, I don't know, just something that want, that you want to party to, there, there are so many options for you, you could listen to rap about skateboarding, you could listen to nerd rap, you can listen to any sub-genre within hip-hop, because I know for some reason people, we like to, we like to label a lot of things, we can't let things be, so we always label, and the reason I had to play that freestyle, it was a reminder that I had to I had to give a reminder that these rappers are some of the best rappers on the planet, you know, top ten level material, and you got to give them your respect. I mean, th these people really did lay it all out, and DMX as well. I think DMX is a very open minded artist, and I don't feel like he got he feel like he got enough credit. Peace. My name is Yasin Bey, and I'm here today to demonstrate the standard operating procedure for force-feeding detainees at Guantanamo Bay. Good morning.
So yeah, they're doing it now. They're putting, they're putting the feeding tube in. Yeah, this is brutal. I remember watching that collision. That shit's crazy. Ooh, fuck. Alright, I'm gonna, I'm gonna drop a link for this video down below so you can watch this. No, Fast forward it. Wait, hold it. That dude laugh? That was a fucking uh, 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 evil laugh, motherfucker. That was horrible. Shit, it's horrible. The first part of it is not that bad, but then you get this burning. I got this burning. And then it just gets to set, starts to be like really unbearable. It feels like something's going in. Something was going into my brain and it started to reach the back of my throat and I just I really I really I really couldn't I really couldn't take it. My name is Yasin Bey and I'm just taking part in the demonstration with standard operating procedure for force feeding detainees at Guantanamo Bay. Peace and good morning. So again, one thing you have to admire is that he fucking walked the walk and talks the talk. So, you know, big, a lot of respect to Mo's death just for really putting everything on the line and doing that. I think that's very interesting. So another person I want to talk about is Talib Kweli. Because Talib Kweli is without a doubt one of the most outspoken artists around. And uh, there's this interesting video where he... You know, defends Little Wayne, and he does drop a lot of education. So I want to show this, cause I agree. I agree 100. percent I went there to the cabin, and Little Wayne came up to me when he was like 16 years old. When that dropping like his heart was out, Little Wayne came up to me before he had fucking dreads. Came up to me and said, "Talib Kweli, I love what you were most definitely doing. Black Star is my shit, baby." And I say that because I need to explain something. There's a lot of division and a lot of a lack of unity in hip-hop. You understand what I'm saying? And I want to explain something. The similarities between myself and an artist like Lil Wayne far outweigh the differences. I'm going to say that again. The similarities between myself, a young black man who grew up listening to hip-hop, and Lil Wayne. I grew up in Brooklyn. Lil Wayne grew up in New Orleans. My parents are professors. Lil Wayne's parents sold drugs. You understand what I'm saying? There's a difference in the way we rap. The difference in the way we rap is based on our region and our emotional experience. Before you judge anybody and they create an output, realize that it's coming from where they from and their emotional experience. So if you don't like it, don't fucking listen to it. You know what I'm saying? I don't care what nobody say, that nigga study hip-hop. If, yeah. if he did it, 
this on his album. You know what I'm saying? He wouldn't have signed Corey Guns. He wouldn't have came up to me and said, Quality, I'll fuck with you. And he wouldn't have did a song called Dr. Carter, which is one of the greatest rap songs I ever heard. You know what I'm saying? Any MCs in the house, any MCs in the house, and you have not made a record as dope as motherfucking Dr. Carter, shut the fuck up. You're talking a little way. I do agree 100% about Dr. Carter. That's one of the greatest songs ever. Um, Dr. Carter is a, is just a different level. You know, if you listen to that song, I feel like that's a little Wayne at his best. I do agree with Talib Kweli quite a, quite a bit. I do I fucking love that song. I was actually playing it last week because I thought of this video and I thought of the song, so I had to. Um, and I think that there are so many great albums that have come from conscious artists. You know, Nas, Illmatic. You know, I think I could talk about Illmatic all day and the impact that it did have. It's one of the greatest albums ever. You know, if you listen to if you listen to Illmatic, you get this sense that you are in Queensbridge, and because Nas is so vivid with what he says, and when you listen to it, track by track, everything from the genesis to the end of it, you get this sense of who he is at the time, and it's a snapshot. And I think that's one of the coolest things about music, how it can provide sort of a snapshot look at who someone is and i think it's cool you get to see how how things evolve and change and i think that's what this is all about right i think i think in this game if you're not evolving if you're not changing it up and creating new things i think you're bound to become stagnant and why people kind of outlast and you know, hold up and stand that test of time is because they're willing to say something. So with all respect, you know, to these artists who are willing to do so and people, you know, Tupac Shakur, you know, Tupac Shakur really went out on his sword. You know, he never really took back any of the things he said when they were true. You know, he was always sticking to his guns about whatever political ideology he agreed with and he was willing to express it. His mother was a Black Panther. And he's very smart, very educated young man. And Tupac Shakur, you know, reflecting on his death and you're looking looking back at that now, you know, it just really messes with me. It, it does mess with my head because to think someone who was willing to say so much, do so much, and who had so much ambition got killed. And it's really a sad thing. It, it's, uh, it's fucking sad. You know, Tupac... I, I think Tupac kind of paid the price for saying a lot. You know, I think when when you have a, a huge voice and you're outspoken, it can really put a spotlight on you in a negative manner. You know, same similar things have happened to other rappers where if you have something to say, you get this spotlight on you. Lupe Fiasco, again, is one of them with a lot of the state, statements he has made. You know, if you go and listen to Bitch Bad, the kind of points that he is proved, the, the points he's, he's proving on that song it's incredible you know um lupe fiasco is a wordsmith and the way he put that record together the way he tied together the story and Pete, you guys got to go listen to it bitch bad by lupe fiasco and the music video he puts it together like a play so it it's just amazing the way he can create you know when he when he when he's given the reins and from there, we got really good songs. I think Food & Liquor 2 was underrated. I think Food & Liquor 2 is very underrated. Because you listen to Strange Fruition. You listen to... Let's see, what else? You listen to um, Strange Fruition, Around My Way, Free, uh, Freedom Ain't Free. Um, put them up. 
even Unforgivable Youth and uh, Hood Now, the outro. I, I think even Cold War, I, I liked a lot of songs on the project. I feel like it went under the radar and critics were too quick to dismiss it. I, I don't like critics because they usually tend to gauge the new music off the old music and they set this weird standard if you can't make something that's exactly like your debut project. I don't think that's fair to do anything, and I think a lot of times artists get better as they go. You listen to J. Cole and how much he has grown since releasing Cole World, a sideline story, and it's pretty tremendous to think about. Um, you think of people like Kanye West, again, who has grown, grown a lot since dropping college dropout, but each album he has been able to do something new and innovative and very creative. I think that says a lot to his character. You listen to, you listen to Biggie. You know, Biggie is the kind of artist where, where, you listen to Biggie and you get this sense of where he is from. Sort of like Nas with Illmatic. You listen to Everyday Struggle. He's painting a picture of what that, what kind of hell he is going through. You listen to Juicy. You hear the heaven that he, you know, he's feeling in the moment. And I do appreciate the duality. I think maybe conscious rappers are painting that picture quite often. And again, I think Christian rap can kind of get thrown into that category too. Because we're talking about people who specifically follow a higher power. So there, there are a lot of ways we can look at this conversation and tackle it. Because I think Lecrae is a really good MC. I, I can't deny that Lecrae is dope. You know, and... And fucking, if you listen, he has a few really good mixtapes you have to check out. I might have to drop the link below. I'm just blanking on the name. But shout out to Lecrae. Um, Lecrae is dope. I got to give him credit. And he's he's actually, he can spit, you know, he can, he can flow. And he may be, you know, for me, I'm not really religious in that sense, but I like some of his music. And I can't, I can't deny that shit. He's just... I can't judge someone for having a different belief or anything. I can't do that. I think good music is good music. And he doesn't saturate it. And and that's the thing. I think people just have this immediate judgment when something is called Christian rap. And I feel like there's too much labeling because people put put it in their head, oh, then he's just going to rap about being Christian. He's human too. So he's a human first. Same thing, you know, Kendrick Lamar is a Christian, but he doesn't get put under the moniker of Christian rapper because he expresses himself a little bit differently. But I don't know, I just, as a whole, I just feel like it's unfair for for them to get pigeonholed held because, I don't know, of just, I, because fans have, have, fans, they have expectations that really can be unreasonable. You know, I'm just being completely honest here. I think fans can have unreasonable expectations where they just want an artist to go backwards. I don't think that's okay. And, you know, I, I think that's happened to a lot of people. And... I think another person that we could always... I think we can agree, too, um, that that Black Thought and The Roots, a couple... I think we can all agree that, that The Roots very influential, and they are somewhat of a conscious group. You, you want to listen to The Roots, and you always... If For me, things fall apart. I feel like that album... I could do a whole entire breakdown on things fall apart, because that album, to me, is so important. 
and what it uh, what it signi- why it's significant is because it's it was my introduction to the roots and it really made me fall in love with the music um, even more because I, I really got to see the side every every side of uh, the coin with them like because everyone in the group was different and they they just had a different way of doing things the way cadence the way black dot had a certain cadence the way that um, you know quest love would hit certain notes it was almost reminiscent of Jay Dilla at points it's really good music and it's very aware it has this, this jazz element it's it it's really crazy how black dot can intellectualize certain points um, things fall apart one of the best albums ever that's all I have to say one of the best albums ever um, and again you know what I, I could even say I'm gonna fucking say it um, you know fucking Drake is somewhat conscious as well if you listen to Take Care he does talk a lot about certain personal issues and there is a consciousness to that if you listen to him he has he does Drake does have somewhat of a self-awareness you know, people don't give Drake enough credit. You have to have some self-awareness, you know, to be able to move in this game. But it's, I think it's wild, you know. I, I think this whole entire debate about what makes a rapper a conscious rapper, it, it really just comes down to what people want to label, you know, and how they want to attach things and use words. That's okay. Everyone does their thing. I understand that. But for me, I like to operate a little bit differently, and that's okay. But anyway, what do you think? What 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 do you think? Um, so anyway, what do you think? What makes somebody a conscious rapper and what doesn't? Feel free to let me know. Hit me up. Subscribe. Follow me. All of that good shit. Thank you guys for listening.